Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast. You guys, we're going to be talking about money today with the one and only Lorianne Kuntz, and I'm so excited, which is a big deal because I feel like talking about money is not exciting sometimes for people. So anyway, thank you for coming, and I can't wait for you to make this fine, Lorianne. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, a lot of times people are like, oh, money, bookkeeping, taxes, finances, and they are like, oh, I don't really want to listen to that and talk about that. Um, but that really is my mission is to make it fun and make it simple, make it easy to understand. Um, but a little bit about me, my name is Lorianne Kuntz. Obviously, I am a bookkeeper and CFO specifically for creative entrepreneurs. Um, I have two little kids. I have a three-year-old and a two-year-old, one-year-old three-year-old and one-year-old. And then we are getting ready to move on the farm. Um, my husband's a farmer, so that's a little bit about me. And then on the professional side of things, I grew up with uh, parents that had businesses. So I've been all in this entrepreneurship space um, and I have loved it from a young age, but I also saw the importance of knowing your numbers and I loved numbers. So obviously, of course, I go down the accounting path. But quickly, I realized at working in corporate that people would come to us and get their taxes filed and it would be a check off the box and we would send them out the door for the rest of the year and they would be overwhelmed. They didn't know what this actually meant. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know how to manage their cash flow, what that even meant. Um, and so I wanted to support business owners in the day in, day out, month by month. How can we use the numbers that the data that's there and available to continue to grow their businesses. Cause a lot of times they don't look at that and they're missing out on key information because it's kind of scary. Right. Yep. Um, so I left corporate accounting. I decided I didn't want to be in tax. I wanted to help with, um, all of that type of stuff. And I slowly started in clients on the side. And then I saw a, um, need in the creative market. And because a lot of times photographers and copywriters and designers and, all the, those types of people are, it's hard to understand. Like it's hard to wrap your creative mind around finances. And so that's kind of where I go in. I'm kind of bridge the gap between your numbers and you as a business owner, as well as the, your accountant to help understand and explain that what's going on to you, um, throughout the whole entire year. So that's a little bit about me. 
So good. I love it. You just like dove right in, which I so appreciate. And it's funny. So I have my own CFO and accountant and I like have, I feel like accounts get a bad rap. And then you yeah, they do. these like women entrepreneurs who are accountants and you're like, wait, I'm obsessed with you. Everyone, like you guys, you just care so much, which is so fun. And I think one thing I've learned is like, it's not as scary as you may think it is, because if you're not as educated in the space as you are specifically, it can be so overwhelming. And you literally touched on that and you saw that obviously in, in um, corporate. And it's interesting from a coaching perspective and a business building perspective. Like I still feel that I, you know, I think about tax season and I'm like, woof, like somebody start praying. Right. But it's not as scary and it's so much more approachable and also somewhat empowering. I found when you're oh, in yeah. numbers and you know, what's going on and it gives a lot more purpose to business. And I think that's something we all crave when you know, your numbers, you're not just flippantly throwing out like some random number when you're talking to a potential client. Like if you have purpose behind, like, you know, I need to pay uncle Sam, I need to pay my employees, or I want to save for this or that. Like when you have all of that and it makes sense to you, that kind of woman in business moves so much more confidently and from a place of really understanding her worth, not even just like in an understanding of like what God says about you, but like financially being grounded as well. So you can tell such a big difference in the way that someone runs a business when they're really financially grounded or not. Um, and I'm excited for everyone who's listening because this will ground you and it's not scary and it's not vanilla. And you just listen to Lorianne. She's amazing, right? So stick around. And, and on the other side of this, my intention is for you to feel empowered and like, oh, wow, I, I actually can do this because there are a lot of steps and there are a lot of parts and pieces and there can be scary things. Um, but overarchingly, it's actually allowing you to do what you set out to do, which is build a business. So think of it that way. Like you, you're not, you can't hide and you don't need to, you can actually thrive while keeping up with the IRS and paying your taxes and having your bookkeeping done and, you know, loving your accountant. So that all being said, uh, I'm really excited to dive in. Do you have any thoughts before we go into the questions and I start to grill you? <laughs> um, I think just what you were saying about how it, it it really does empower you. It gives you direction on where to go. Um, and I see that, like, I see that with my clients day in and day out. They come to me, they, they're confused. They don't know what direction they want to go with their business. We look at the numbers and walk through with them what they are actually saying and they know what to do. And I, I can see them show up more confidently on social media, more confidently on their podcast, whatever it is, because they know where they're going. Um, yeah, that's the biggest thing is confidence and empowerment through the numbers. For sure. For sure. And it's, it's a gift. And I, again, yeah. I, I'm more creative. So I'm like more in like the strategy clouds and like trying to create things and, I did not understand that for so many years. And I feel like this was truly the first year where it all the way clicked and mm -hmm. it was like, oh, okay, I, I get to do this and this feels really great. Um, and it's really nice. And so don't, don't be afraid to that when you know the numbers, you're going to have to eliminate what you love because I had that, that was something I really believed like, oh, if I really look at my numbers, like I'm going to have to eliminate Bloom Conference because it's not profitable like my other things right like the agency is so much more profitable in what we do so I was like I'm gonna have to sacrifice my passion for something that just brings in money and that's not a driver for me but when I actually started to look at the numbers 
then we could scale out things. So my passion could have space to breathe. Right. I, um, and I, I want to be really transparent with people on that too. In this episode, like it, you have to know those numbers in order to actually build what you want to build. And it doesn't take things away. Cause I think there's, there's like a weird belief around that. Do you see that? Yeah. And I think it, it allows you to do those passions. It doesn't take them away. It allows you, it's allowing you to do the bloom conference, even though it's not as profitable, or even if something's not even break even, you might be losing some money on it, but if it's your passion and that's what you want to do, that's go for it. And you just have to have money on the other side of things to be able to support it and drive you what you want to do in your passion. Um, yeah, it's just, it allows you knowing your finances and knowing your numbers and where things are coming from allows you to be able to do the things that you want. And I talk a lot about this in like budgeting and a lot of people are like, oh, oh my goodness, you're talking about budgeting. Um, it's scary. <laughs> um, but the budget and putting in budgets and projections, it, all it, all it really is, is projections. It's projecting out what you're going to do and you're telling yourself what you can and cannot do. Um, so you're telling yourself if, you can go to Target and spend money on more Christmas decorations, but you just have to realize and keep in line with everything else. And that's all numbers are, is just allowing you to be able to place money here and there and knowing what you can and cannot do. And if you can't do it right now in this moment, okay, how are we going to do it? How do I create more income? How do I drive more traffic um, to be able to, to do what I want to do in my business? Maybe I want to hire a coach or uh, invest in a mastermind or something like that. Um, and maybe it might not be available right now, but how can I get there? And then you have a strategy to be able to get the things that you want to be able to do. Yeah, it's absolutely. And there's so much discipline necessary in these numbers too, that I had to cultivate. So again, we're about to dive into some questions and I, anyone who's listening, I promise you're probably better at money than I ever have been or ever was in business. Like I would be like, I feel like God called me to do this. So I'm going to just figure it out. And because I didn't know my numbers and I didn't have like the financial security necessary, even if the things I created were magic, they felt really yucky to me. And if, if it was too hard on me or too heavy or felt like, you know, it was too much of a home run and not possible, I couldn't actually show up in being who I was supposed to be, which then felt like a waste, right? So uh, understanding too, like there is discipline that also leads way for freedom. It's kind of like if you look at home decor, where it's like, oh, I really want to buy that table, but it's a couple thousand dollars and I don't have space for that. I promise if you drain your bank account and get the table and you look at the table, you're not going to be like, I love that table. You're gonna be like, was that worth it? Right. Got a reason it. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like having stability and safety creates space for creativity. It really does. And for you to be who you're created to be and that discipline and self-control aspect that we're going to kind of talk through during this, or I, I assume that's what I've had to learn at least. So I'll bring that on. You can bring all the other stuff, Lorian, <laughs> but um, it's, it is a gift. It is a gift. So, okay. Let's dive into the first question. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So taxes, why are they so scary? What a weird question, but like, why are they so scary? Do you think it's just, what do you think? Like, are they overwhelming? It's too much information. It's a different language, but yeah, it's something. Yeah. I think, I think it really is a different language that a lot of people don't understand. It is scary. People think that the IRS is going to, they hear all these stories of IRS come knock at your door, 87,000 new agents are going to come and hunt you down. So they, 
really the media does create that fear, like with the new agents coming out. Um, but the language is the biggest part. Um, in fact, we were in a tax uh, meeting with our tax strategist, me and my husband, and we got out of the meeting. He's like, what just happened? Like, I don't understand it. <laughs> and he's like, you guys are going off in a whole different language because I understood what our tax strategist was wanting to accomplish and do. Um, and so it really is a different language and learning to understand it. You don't have to know every single thing. And that's the importance of having someone to like help you along the way and someone to file your taxes. I think most business owners should not be filing their taxes on their own because there's just so many things that can go wrong. Um, and then you don't want an audit to happen or anything like that. So I think if anything, just get someone to help you file your taxes. Um, and then start to understand, ask questions. So if you are, you do have a, a tax account filing at the end of the year, ask questions. Like, what does this actually mean? Like, what are you talking about with an S corp? What are you talking about? Like, this might be a good option. Like, how does that actually work? And make sure they explain it to you in a way that you understand. Because a lot of times they'll be like, oh, well, it's this and this and this. And you're like, I didn't get the answer to my question. Um, and then go and educate yourself. Like a lot of times it's like, oh, well, I don't understand. I'm never going to be able to understand. Um, but there's so many resources out there that you can um, find things and understand things and educate yourself on the actual taxes. But again, you don't have to understand everything. Um, and the fact that a lot of people don't get their bookkeeping done until the end of the year. And then they're like, oh crap, <laughs> like it's tax season. And then they start freaking out. I think that's another one too. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I have personally done that so many times as well. <laughs> I think we're literally, we have like this thing called uncap, which might be like industry standard. I don't know. But anyway, I have so many items to go through and my operation of uh, director of operations yesterday was like, hi, like we have to do this now or it will pile up. And I was like, that's such a good point, right? Like it, you mm -hmm. can know that and avoid it, but it's, it's not that hard when you actually get into it. Um, so allowing yourself to really like see that with another person is great. And the thing that popped in my mind, we were talking about it being a different language, everything you just said, hopefully you guys listening felt like, a ah, oh, oh, okay. Like it's not as complicated and that makes sense. But, um, you know, a lot of people, I don't know about you, but like I would go to a foreign country on my own and like figure it out. Right. That is totally mm -hmm. fine. But I wouldn't have the full experience if I didn't understand what they were saying. I didn't have a map. I didn't know where to go. It is very similar with doing your own taxes. Like if you have a guide and an interpreter or interpreter and a map, then you're going to probably experience like Spain or Morocco or Antarctica in a whole different way than you would realistically doing it yourself. And it's very similar with an accountant. It, it took me having a CFO and an accountant and bookkeeper and everyone really helping me and explaining things to me and understanding like, oh, this is really a lot more magical and like empowering, like we said, than before. So think of it that way too. Like this is your guide um, and they, they are really good and they are like life-giving and it's okay to trust them too, right? Um, so the next question that I have is like, what is the difference between an accountant and a bookkeeper? And then you also are a CFO. And I just threw that out there too. So like, what are the differences? Could you explain that? Yeah. So accountant, bookkeeper, tax strategist, financial advisor, CFO, it's all like- All of it. What the heck is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the easiest way to under like describe it is um, if you look at like doctors, for example- 
everyone has the foundational education in like medical stuff, whatever they do. Um, but then each of them like go in their own route and they are the professional in that area. So you have pediatricians, cardiologists, neurologists, all of those things. And they can understand what the other one is doing and they work all together, but they specialize in their own area. Um, and so same thing with bookkeepers and accountants and CFOs um, and tax strategists. And a lot of times people are like, what one do I need first? Um, and like I said before, I think you really just need someone to be able to file your taxes for you. And that would be like a tax preparer, accountant, CPA. Those are all people that can help you file the taxes. Um, and then you might be doing your bookkeeping on your own, um, but you might get to a point where it's like, hey, it's like, December, I haven't done anything. I don't have the time. I'm stressed out. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. That's where a bookkeeper comes into play, um, helps you understand what is actually going, creates the foundational information that the tax repairs, tax accountants can build upon. So for them to be able to do their job, you have to have your bookkeeping done. Um, and then the bookkeeper can help with uh, cash flow, um, budgeting, projections, things like that. And then that's kind of where also like CFO high level stuff comes in, um, where they're a CFO is a chief financial officer. Um, and so they are really diving deep into what the numbers are actually saying. Um, and then financial advisors, those would be people that you would go to more to um, get your investments in place. If you have like simple IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, um, anything like that, that's where financial advisors come in. And we all like play together and weave together. Um, so I would say like the, the, best combination is that you have like a tax preparer, strategist person, a bookkeeper and a financial advisor. And that's like the dream financial team right there. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. And that's what I have. And it's, it's so nice. I didn't realize too, like once you have money coming in and you know, okay, it's going in all the right silos and I'm paying my taxes and you're like, okay, I had this money. Then you're like, what do I do with it? Oh <laughs> right? yeah. That's a my, big one. My financial advisor has really helped me understand. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is how I do this while having student debt that I'm paying down or different things like that. Um, so it's, it's so lovely to have people speak into things, right? Yeah. Um, especially experts who know beyond you. So I highly recommend that stack. That and, is a good stack. Yeah. And I think too, if we talk about a little bit about the once money comes in, because a lot of times people are like the base level, got to make sure everything works and expenses are covered, but it gets to a point where you are making pretty decent money. And it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yep. And it's like, how am I supposed to not pay a ton of taxes? How am I supposed to save for the future or reinvest it into real estate inside things that aren't like present and like first foremost on so like social media that other people look at, but like creating your money to help make you money um, and invest in the, like for your future and stuff. So it's like, you have to have a strategy because a lot of people will start making money and they start freaking out. It's like, okay, I thought money was going to solve all my problems, but now I have more problems. I got to figure out under bigger problems because you have more responsibility. Yeah. When I, that, what is the 90 song? Like mo money, mo problems is, yeah, it's just very true. Every new yeah. level you get into, it's so true. Um, and it's a blessing to have that to steward, but I mm -hmm. completely agree having, you need the direction and a financial advisor is such a blessing um, in that sector and strategists and all of that. So, okay. Amazing. For the next question then, in an ideal world, what needs to be done to prepare for like the best tax season? To be 
honest, preparing for the best tax season is backtracking and yeah, going back and doing your books like every single month and like every other week or something like that. But you might not be at the position. You might be in January and be like, um, yeah, I haven't touched them since last April. Um, so, and we can't go back. We can't turn back time. So what we're going to have to do is going and just taking one month at a time, um, sit down, you can watch a show or something make it fun go out take yourself out for coffee or just make it a fun thing it's not something so that it's like you have to just sit your little glasses on and be a little numbers cruncher you can you can make it fun um but go and just take one month at a time take one account at a time categorize your transactions if you are mixing your business and personal um just stop doing it right now. But if you have done it in the past year, just go back and highlight the ones that you know that are business transactions. You can throw them in a spreadsheet. You can um, get your softwares up to date if you use that. Um, but just take it slow. And it's just little progress here and there is what's going to be um, the best. So what you want to do is categorize all of your income, all of your expenses, um, reconcile your bank accounts, make sure that your transactions are matching. I know QuickBooks sometimes will miss transactions pulling in and going out. So make sure that you have all the transactions in there and reconciling. And that just basically means matching your books up to the bank statements or credit card statements. Um, and then at the end of the year, make sure you have Things like mileage uh, tracked down, things like um, your utilities for your home office deduction if you're doing the simplified or the actual method. Um, there's different things there. Make sure you have all of that stuff in order um, to be able to send off to your tax repairer. But the, the biggest thing is just take it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And I think, again, that's like the ideal. And what's funny is in starting a business and more so in like what I support people in maybe more marketing or business structuring and scaling there's like the bare minimum where I'm like we need these things right and then there's like the best case scenario where we're doing all of these things with taxes there and really with accounting and money like there are a lot of bare minimum things mm -hmm. necessary too so everything you just said I'm like okay great what's like the need to do, but it really is that. And like yeah. diving into that, do you have any like thoughts on it? Cause I think that's where the overwhelm comes from. I love that month by month. I think that's really life-giving and I do that too. Um, and I had to learn that after doing like a year worth of <laughs> bookkeeping <laughs> once. And I was like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. so anyway, like other than month by month, do you have any thoughts on how to just make it feel less heavy and overwhelming? Yeah, make sure you, the way that you're doing your bookkeeping, you understand. So if you have QuickBooks online and you don't understand it, figure something else out. It, it's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. um, and it needs to be simple and easy. Like if your bookkeeping is like, I have a spreadsheet here and I have QuickBooks online over here and I'm trying to go through TurboTax and um, I don't know what this is actually doing and I don't know where my money's coming in and going out. Just make it all easy. Make it simple. And if you don't understand it, either find education online, Google it, YouTube it, or find someone to help you to be able to, to understand it. Um, listen to podcasts. But the biggest thing is just simplifying everything down, making it easy. Don't have like seven bank accounts or anything like that. I mean, there's, there's a book profit first. And I love that book. I really do. Um, but in that book, 
there's a lot of people that follow and it's like seven bank accounts or something like that. And they'll come to me and be like, I'm so much more confused. And I'm like, well, you can take that method, but simplify it, bring it down to something that you are able to do and that you're able to keep track of. Um, and just like go again, month by month, take one day at a time and do one month. And it honestly, it probably will take you an hour if you do it that way, just an hour every single day until you get caught up. So true. And I, I think it builds up more in your mind, or at least if your mind works the way that my mind works, it builds up a lot and it can seem like a lot. And then when you do it, you're like, Oh, that was so easy. I mm-hmm. uh, needed to go get a new bank account for one of our new LLCs. And in my mind, it was just going to be like the hardest thing ever. And then I go to the bank and I literally avoided it. I think for like three months and I finally go in because my CFO is like, I am going to bought like, come on, I need your help here. <laughs> and I walk in and it was like the most delightful, easy experience. And sometimes things like this can like build up that administrative or checking the boxes or how many bank accounts or, you know, it's easy to follow, obviously profit first. I love that book too. Um, Mm -hmm. But figuring out what works for you and what feels achievable right now and then doing it is key. Yeah, for sure. So from there, what do you recommend what do you recommend going to um, when you have no support? So do you recommend starting with a bookkeeper? Should they go to an accountant? Like who's the first person in the first door that they should knock on? Yeah, I, I think it also depends on how much how much money you have to play with too. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm never going to tell someone, oh, you have to have like all three and you have to do all of this stuff because obviously if you're already in the red, like you want to be careful with that. Um, but I definitely think having someone to file your taxes um, is big and that's number one. Um, number two is you'll get to a point where it's like, okay, well, the accountant's either doing all of my bookkeeping work at the end of the year and they're charging me an arm and a leg. Um, and it's just like getting thrown together sloppy for the tax return. Um, and then, or you might be not have time to do the bookkeeping and then a bookkeeper would come second after that. And then once you start having that things start to become more clear, um, and then you can look more towards into CFO tax advisors, um, things like that, but definitely a tax, um, filing person, someone that can help you with that is number one. Cause you don't want to file something wrong. You don't want to be doing something that's going to kind of come back to you in like six months. And if it does, it's okay. A lot of times people will get like notices. I mean, I get notices or I've had notices in the past. Um, I do like my dad's finances for his business and he'll be like, Oh, what's this notice for? And honestly, I cannot tell you how many times it's been their fault. Like it wasn't even, so I go back, get my documentation. I'm like, here you go. I was correct. And they're like, oh, okay. And then it, it might take six. There was a notice I was working on for like eight months. And I finally was like, guys, come on. Like, it's your fault. Like you, you're not listening to me. Um, so it's not something to be scary about is like those notices. And that way, if you have a tax, um, prepare or something, they can take care of it for you. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. That, and that makes me feel better too, because, um, a lot of people that I've been able to coach will come to me and be like, I got this notice and oh my gosh, mm-hmm. especially when women <laughs> get married. I feel like then yeah. you get married. There's a just a lot there when it comes to like timing and switching things over. And I've observed that so many times now, but, um, it's cool to hear you say, 
you know, you can fight back. Cause I feel like when I get something from the IRS, I'm like, I will do whatever you say. You can have my firstborn child. Just don't put me in jail. Right. But realistically, yeah. like we, when we're doing what is needed of us, we have ground to stand on, which is really nice to hear. And as long as you're having your bookkeeping up to date and you're keeping documentation of everything, you should be able to, um, show proof that what you did was correct I mean again you might have misfiled something wrong something might have been wrong and in those cases you obviously have to pay the penalties and whatever they might be saying you have to pay but don't quickly just like write a check and send it back in and just like forget about it my brother did that and I got onto him I'm like I know like it wasn't even like we got to like investigate a little bit more than just like signing off more money to them because we don't want to pay them any more money than what we have to. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Is it's interesting. I'm going off the cuff here on this question, but someone was talking about how, um, I was reading, I'm reading a book right now about finances and it's finances for dummies essentially, but like in a cute little book. And Mm -hmm. anyway, talking, it's talking about how your tax return is it's a refund. And like, we know that we hear the word refund, like that's very often used, but like we're paying month over month. And so the money that you're getting back from the government is, is money you've given them and you're giving back. And like, that's okay. You're allowed to like get money back and you're okay Mm -hmm. to like ask questions if they're asking you for money. And I think that is a really nice uh, reminder. And it was funny last night I was reading it and I was like, Oh, that feels really empowering for some reason. Um, because it, it feels like I'm like, Oh, whatever you want. Yeah. You want, like I said, firstborn child. Absolutely. Like, how do I send her? Like, tell me how it works. Right. Um, but like there, there is power in them, like, and you knowing your stuff and you getting that refund back if you qualify for one and like, we're paying month over month with purpose, but then also they're refunding us with purpose. And it seems like it's over, my head so often. So I'm going to assume other people feel that too, but, um, yeah, it's like, you have a voice in this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, there's a reason for everything, everything they're doing. They have a reason for everything that you're paying them. They have, you have a reason for, um, and it's based off of numbers, wherever they're getting the numbers and it's based off of the numbers you give them. So if your numbers aren't right, then they're going to be saying who knows what, because you gave up the wrong numbers. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, okay. I, I love that. It's fun to even just talk through it. So, um, tax strategies. So we were talking before we started to record and you talked a little bit about this too, when you were talking about like, who do you even need to get your taxes done correctly and to manage your money? Well, um, but when it comes to tax strategies, It is interesting to me because people will come to me in my different coaching containers or, you know, for advice and they're like, okay, what tax strategies do I need to be doing? And I'm like, well, do you like have a bookkeeper yet? Or like, do you know anything about your numbers? And it's, there are just so many things. And I feel like tax strategies feel like sexy almost. It's like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. I can do this and write this off and blah, blah, blah. Um, So like, at what point do they matter? Could you speak to that? Yeah. Um. I mean, really, they matter from the get-go because you need to have some type of strategy in place. Um, but a lot of times people are so focused on that high-level strategy. They hear I have other people, I'm switching to an S-Corp. I have to be an S-Corp. And it's like, wait, if you switch too early, you're going to lose like money. And so you have to have 
everything dialed in. You have to have your bookkeeping up to date. You have to have your bookkeeper and um, things where you actually, like you were saying, Allie, is understand your finances, understand what's going on. And then at a certain point, it's like, okay, like I am making a decent amount of profit in one year and I'm going to be paying how much money in taxes? Then that's whenever you start being like, that's a lot of money. Like if I'm going to be paying like 25,000 in taxes in a year, that's a lot. And then it starts getting more and more and more. And it's like, okay, I need to have some type of strategy in place. And a lot of times people are thinking, like I was saying, high level strategy, but it's kind of like reshaping your mind. Um, Like, how can I, is this a deduction? Is this for my business? Can I put it through my business? Um, Your computer, you use it for your business. Uh, This microphone I'm using right here, it's for my business. Make sure you're putting all of that through your business account. And that's just like base level tax strategy stuff. My AirPods, that is definitely a business expense because I I use them all the time for my business. Um, Think of things like if you're getting new office furniture for your office, like that is a business expense. So starting to understand what are just deductions and expenses is the first thing that you have to do. Um, And then with that is just making sure that you are keeping everything documented and separate. And then once you have that down and like, okay, well, I've wrote off everything that I can and I'm still profiting $75,000, um, $100,000 in a year, then it's like, okay, we got it. We got to figure something out. Cause that's essentially going to cost you like 20, 20 to 25,000 in taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think really, especially once you hit that six figure, I would say, in profit because then it's starting to be like, ah, okay, we got to figure something out. Yep. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. And it's really easy to get the cart before the horse when you are scrolling on Instagram and TikTok and, you know, listening to different podcasts. And I, there's a lot of free information that is sexy and exciting and inviting on that. Um, But foundation first has blessed me so big in, you know, don't get too big for your britches. Don't put the cart before the horse, like allow yourself to understand everything you were just saying first. And then it's going to make a little bit more sense. Um, And that, that was just a mistake that I made really early on and being like, oh, this accountant doesn't let me write off my clothes for my photo shoot. Is this the right choice for me? You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, are are all my books? Okay. You know, like let's (laughs) let's start there before we're like walking through like buying property. Right. Um, So anyway, can I pause you on that? Yeah. But every accountant is going to have different, um, aggressive levels. So you have to know, um, and then also know that you are the one that's signing off on your tax returns. So the responsibility is going on you. So this, uh, tax accountant and bookkeeper might allow you to put your clothes through, um, like your photo shoot clothes through your books, but this one over here might not let you. So it's fine. One that you're comfortable with. I have clients that are like, okay, we're going to be as aggressive as we can with tax strategy. And I'm like, okay, well I'm here. Like I'm here to support you in that. And then I have some other people like super conservative with everything. And I'm like, okay, well, this is what you want because I'm more of the bookkeeper. I'm not the tax accountant and the strategist, um, which I very much like, but just know that there's different levels and you hear a lot of different things on Instagram, TikTok, and all this training audios of what you need to do and what you can write off. And there's certain things that I'm like, Ooh, that's like, that's going viral. And I'm, I'm, I'm concerned (laughs) for sure. And, and again, it's, you have to remember in what you're consuming, it's often the polarizing things coming from a marketer. It's often the polarizing things that may or may not be true that are going to trend or pop off. So make sure that what you were just saying is so true. You align 
with the person who is representing you and doing this work alongside you, I have a very, very conservative accountant. And at first I was like shocked because my um, director of operations has an accountant who's like, you can literally write off like everything. Right. And so she, my director of operations is like, well, what, what about this? What about this? What about this? Right. And mine was like, no. And is showing me everything. And I'm like, oh, okay. That feels really good for me. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. but if you don't want that, you know, there's, there's someone out there for you. So understanding there are those levels. It's not like one size fits all. There's so many gray areas. Tax there's code. There's so many gray areas. Well, and in life, right? Yeah. So it's just, we live in a gray area, but man, taxes make it really obvious, right? Yeah. So funny. Okay. So um, the last question that I really have is, so we just talked through taxes, talking through foundation first. I want you guys to feel empowered and even just like understanding the different positions when it comes to finances and the help that you may need. Um, and then taxes are over in April and a lot of mindset shift for entrepreneurs and, you know, the pressure may feel like it's lifted, but the job is not done. So after tax season, what would you recommend is a good way that someone can set themselves up for the rest of the year? Yeah. Um, on a bookkeeping standpoint, it's just making sure you're staying on top of it. But if we kind of talk a little bit higher level than that, let's take what we did for last year, okay? Let's take what um, we prepared for our taxes for last year and let's build out the rest of the year. Let's look and build out like our projections. And now that you have your numbers and your data done, then you can use that and build out the rest of the year. You can see what your um, projected profit and loss is going to look like, what your um, income is going to be, what your expenses are going to be, and what you're able to take home. So if you are wanting to do certain things, pay off your mortgage, do go on a vacation, something like that, let's figure out how to incorporate that into um, your business because your business is going to be supporting your personal life, not necessarily saying all of those are write-offs, but you're able to fund those things through your business. So setting yourself up for success on just like the cash flow management type of thing, we have to go back and look at it now that all that, that stuff is done. Um, and then go month by month and be like, okay, well, if this much, if I grew this percentage over this month, you can keep adding that in, go through that. Um, or you can just map out and be like, okay, this is my recurring revenue. I'm going to be launching this. I'm projecting this many sales. These are like what my expenses were last year. I might be hiring on a few more contractors and plug and play and see where it in like where you end up. Um, and then just like coming back and revisiting that every month or two to just see where you're where you're ending up and what your numbers are actually saying. Um, because then it allows you to be like, okay, I'm, I'm over my goals of what I set for myself or I'm under, and I need to kind of like get it together if I want to do those things. Yep. Yep. I love that. And it, it's just information, just have like information is so empowering when it comes to finances and like most things. Right. Um, but you said it in such an achievable way. So thank you for just going into that. Yeah. And take, okay. The easiest way to do that too, is just take your, if you're in like QuickBooks or something, take your, like do a profit and loss for last year, export it to Google sheets or Excel. And then you have last year's numbers and just like take averages and like, you can do a very, very simple equation and it just like builds up for you and just take like one month at a time. Um, like I can do, I have to do a few projections for next year for some of our CFO clients and work on that um, next week. And it's probably only going to take me like 30, 
40 minutes max to be able to do a whole year of projection um, because you can export it to Excel and Excel can do the work for you. Yep. Yep. Oh, I was, I never took a class in college with Excel and all of that. And like seeing some of my employees do it. I'm like, this is a life skill, you guys, like this is <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah. But that makes sense. And I think some of the best advice just coming off of that too, that I've ever received when it came to finances was like staying on top of your PL yeah. and like really paying attention to them as well. And um, this one speaker at a conference I went to one time was like, you know, I didn't realize it, but someone was actually embezzling from me from her brick and mortar store um, through gift cards. And so it happened for years and years. And, you know, once I learned that and learned a very expensive lesson from that as well, um, she started the habit of just going to dinner at like the first week of every month and going through the P&L from the month before and really just like taking it in and having that information. And when I started to do that, I really started to not just like understand the finances, but like value the information and what they were telling me about the market and the business and who I was serving and what I needed to do. And especially in an economy like this or a market, I guess, like this, um, things are going up and down, but having that information is so nice. This is another in our last off the cuff question for you, Lorianne. Um, so one thing that I'm seeing currently, um, the market has shifted a lot this year. And a lot of the projections that I created for some of my amazing clients do not look the way that we expected, right? The trends look very different. And, um, you know, a lot of the conversion rates for ads and different things, like they just look different right now because of change in market and then, you know, change in consumer behavior. When it comes to this, like how can someone while utilizing their finances and like having that information, like feel more secure? Do you have any thoughts for that? Yeah. And I think I'm glad you brought this up because it really has shifted the last like couple months and last six months, a year, whatever. Um, it really has changed. And I've seen that with my clients too, of like, they're, they're doing the same thing that they've done in the past and their numbers are not looking as good. Um, and so it is going back and realizing, okay, well, it's, it's okay. It's data. And so how are we going to use, utilize that? Um, and really just saying, okay, well, if this ad plan, whatever, I'm not, you're gonna to have to help me with language. <laughs> totally. Well, this business plan and ad strategy. Yeah, ad strategy. There we go. I don't run ads, so um, if it's like, let's look at it, okay? So um, you might be working with an ad agency or something, and they're doing this and that, and then you're looking at your P and L. Okay, is this showing an ROI? Is this are are you seeing um pay like stuff coming in from this certain sequence of ads? Um, and if not you can find that out in your PL. You can find that out um, within your numbers. Um, but then taking that and being like, okay, I'm going to go back. And obviously like with the ad agencies, they'll see like conversion rates and stuff through all of their, you know, backend stuff too. Uh, but being like, hey, these are what my numbers are saying. Um, how can we shift this? How can we change it up? Um, and then also knowing, um, like you were saying, a consumer behavior is people are a lot slower to buy things right now. Um, so it might take them a little bit longer. It might take your strategies and your like marketing ideas and things that you're implementing. It might not show up right away. Um, so it might show up six months from now instead of three months from now. Um, and so being patient with that 
and being patient that things are changing. People are taking a little bit longer. Um, but then also like knowing when your cutoff is being like, okay, well, I've lost this much money. I got it. I got to cut it off. I got to do something else. Um, but again, you won't know that unless you're diving into your profit and loss and diving into where things are going. Um, and analyzing that month over month, um, week over week on like how things are happening. Yep, absolutely. And, and you are a leader. If you own a business or even if you've been given an idea and you have like a stirring in your heart to start something, um, you've been called to leadership and what you were just like talking them through has probably been one of the largest like cornerstones of me being able to lead myself and in turn, my businesses, my employees and my clients. Um, so like take that as a call, like it's okay to go in there and to know those things and to hold the space and to have like a cutoff date of like, okay, maybe I need to reassess, but like, that's all leadership and you were created to do that. So I hope this feels empowering. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is, is going in and looking at it and uh, with having an open mind too, of like, okay, I want to find things and I have to be okay with whatever they are. And you just have to change and adjust on what you need to do. See the trends, see what's happening. Um, look at last year's stuff. Look at the last couple months and see where we need to shift. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and diving on into all of this and everyone who has made it thus far. Um, I hope that you feel really empowered. Like I said, I hope that this feels like, oh, okay, like I can take a deep breath and I can move through this and I'm going to feel a million times lighter and more empowered and like a leader when I do. So Lorianne, thank you for making a way for everyone here to feel that. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Okay. Guys, if you have any questions, um, you know, you can always go and um, email me, go into the contact box, whatever you need on the website, always listening. And I always love when you send in little notes, I'll direct you anywhere that I can. Probably all the answers will be going to Lorianne. Um, that being said, <laughs> The link to her website, Instagram, everything is going to be in the show notes per usual. So go check her out, give her a follow. And um, yeah, again, thank you for being here so, so much. Yeah, thanks again. And best of luck to everyone during tax season. (laughs) We'll get through it. (laughs) Absolutely. May the odds ever be in our favor. We will make it through. Um, And with that, we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for being here and go live a life right up your alley.